of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Callan. How are you guys doing today? I am doing pretty good. Um, I just watched a, a second episode of the um, second season of the Netflix show Catching Killers. I think that came out earlier this month. Um, I had watched the first season. The first season was fascinating, so the second season equally fascinating. So it's all the, it's about this, these detectives that are catching killers. Um, the first episode was about how they finally captured BTK. I think he was dormant for what, 30 years or something like that. Maybe, I don't remember. Um, and then I just finished the second episode about an hour ago, and it was about the Phoenix serial shooters. I believe that's what they called them. I don't really remember. Um, and and I don't remember hearing anything about this. The only like serial shooters that I remember hearing about. Um, was the DC snipers. Now for that, I want to say I was, I was in uh, junior high. So I was at least seventh or eighth grade. And I mean, here in Ohio, like DC was far enough away to where we're just like, okay, we're safe here. And I don't know. Having anything like that happen in the town that you live in and how that would permanently like scar you, I I don't know. That'd be that'd be a lot. Um something else that I've done this week. Um I I finished so I sometimes do, sometimes don't talk about a series that I've read that's not part of the podcast. Um, I actually finished reading a series today. Uh, there's only two books in the series right now. Um, I know there's going to be more coming down the road. I don't know when. But um, so the series is called Ghost You. And it's um, it's written by Tegan Klein. This book, it was... These books were amazing. So the premise of this of the series this series is four college students host a ghost hunting show where they go in, they find and they document their findings of a haunting. And I mean the first book 
is just in your face, looky, looky. And it's so good. It draws you in. Like, at first, when I first started reading it, I was skeptical that I would like it. Um, I am not a huge fan of books written in third person. I don't know why that is. I think it's because, like, if I'm reading something in first person, I can put myself into that character. When it's a third person, I can't see myself as any of the characters because there's not a lot of... It's always he, she, they, whatever. So I'm not always the biggest fan of reading something that's in third person. And this is written in third person, but the way that it is written and everything that's in there drew me in so goddamn fucking fast. I I was hooked. I am because after reading that, I am having the hardest time getting into another book because all I'm thinking about is the Ghost You series. It is fascinating. I highly recommend you guys read it. Um, and and I'm not also big on reading anything with ghosts or hauntings in it. Mainly because I have a very overactive imagination. And I also grew up in a haunted house. So I will imagine um, extra um ghost in my house so it's it's not always the greatest thing for me but i i don't there's something about this series that is so fucking good so i i do recommend to try to read that um i haven't really there's not really much else that i've really done this week you know I've been working just a lot. It's really super, super cold. Um, oh, God, we had an ice storm. Well, not an ice storm. We had a, a day, I want to say it was like Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Um, it was raining all day. And then, tump- and then so it was about... 45 50 degrees raining all day and then the temperatures drop and we're in the 30s and 20s so there's ice all over the place um luckily one of the guys that i work with who is um our representative for the paint company that we use he was nice enough to ask. He goes, hey, I'm leaving soon. Um, are your wiper blades um, up? Are they on your windshield? I go, they're on my windshield. I didn't think about putting them up. So he was very he was very nice on his way out. He stopped by my car, put my wipers up for me. Um, and then when I, when I was able to finally leave work, it was so snowing there was ice everywhere it took me a good couple yanks to get my door open because the ice was just on there um so i think it took me a good 15 minutes to get to scrape my windows 
it was just all built up. It wasn't even funny. Now, so it's, I don't even know what the temperature is outside, but it's cold. We've got a strong wind coming through, which makes it feel even colder. It is not fun. Um, I just keep on thinking, just a couple more months, and we'll be in 60 degree weather. I just gotta wait for those couple more months. Um, so I think that's all I have for you guys for right now. So that means we are going to get into our book. So the book that we have today is Adversary by A.J. Macy. Our characters are Kira, Chase, Garrett, Stone, Brooks, Cure, Frankie, Jace, Abby, Nate, Alloy Kings, The Aces, FBI agent Verney, Valerian or Val, and Elliot. Now, uh, there's one name where I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly, and that's Cure. Um, I did look. I did look it up. I googled it. I found two different ways to um, uh, pronounce it. It's Cure and and fuck. What was the other one? Hold on. And Kiar. So I don't know which one is the correct way that AJ wants it to be, but I'm going to go with Kier. Um, those are the only two dialects that I did find. And I believe this is a, yeah, this is an Irish name. So, uh, before we get into this, there is a trigger warning. Uh, there are recollections of sexual abuse. What are you doing? I love you. Um, so, Kira, she is still healing from jumping out of the back of a fast-moving Humvee. Uh, it was her getting away from Jace and the Alloy Kings. And so... The guys are making a plan along with the NC to get rid of the Alley Kings for good. Now, while they start planning this, they originally leave Kira out. But then she's just like, I am the thief. This is what I do best. If you don't let me join you, I will do it by myself. And I will still beat you. So... They bring her into the plans. And the plan is that they are going to go to their warehouse where they picked up their latest um, shipment, drop, whatever you want to call it. And this drop is a shit ton of guns and drugs. So they steal all that from the MC. Now, at the house, the FBI starts knocking on their door, which is never good. And so, you get to see the lead agent, whose name is, I believe I'm pronouncing this right, it's ben Benry? I think I said Varney, but I think it's Benry. Um... Now, she has the 
nickname of the Bloodhound. And she has gone and captured a lot of high-profile criminals. Which, yes, it's awesome, but also it... If you are in a job that's high profiled like that and you are catching like the most high profiled thieves, killers, mobsters, whatever, you constantly have to be have to watch her back. And she's very young. She's only been out of the academy for a couple years. And she's already making this name for herself. Now what Venery is asking, or is asking questions about, is she's asking Kira questions about her father. When was the last time that you she had contacted him? And, like, this pisses Kira off. And as soon as she shuts the door and the FBI leaves, um, even though they say, we're going to keep an eye on you throughout the day, um, she tells Chase to look into everything that he can about these agents. And this is also going to hinder everything because she now she now knows the FBI is watching her, so she can't go off and do her usual jobs anymore because that will draw all this attention to her, and that's not where she wants the attention at. No, 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 no. So the next day, she's finally able to ride her bike to the compound, and. What she was doing at the compound before she got abducted by the Alloy Kings was um, she was walking the perimeter and looking for ways to up their security. So she's finishing that walkthrough and she's finding different things. She's making a list and she, I think she ends up giving it to Stone being just like, these are what I recommend. Um, you might be able to sell some things off to save money. But these are what I say that you definitely need. Now, what what everyone else is doing is when the Allied Kings for, came to abduct Kira, um, the Aces were able to injure and capture two Allied Kings. So they're holding them. And trying to get information from them. And one of them finally starts to talk. And all he says is they were never told much. It was only a lot of the officers. They have no idea. Um, they have no idea what really is going on. They're just doing what they were told. Now, Chase is looking for information on Frankie and the and the Alloy Kings of how they got together. Because you have to wonder, how does a, 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 M, a motorcycle club, a one percenter motorcycle club, get into the pocket? I, I don't want to say get into the pocket, but kind of get into the pocket of a mob boss. I mean... I don't really see how this would actually happen because I don't know. I don't know any MCs. I don't know any mob bosses. I don't know if I want to know any of them personally. Um, so it, 
so yeah, you want to see how they got together, how how they became allies. But he's having trouble finding anything. So he goes and he visits his mentor, um, Valerine or Val. And so Vale took Chase under his wing when no one else would. Chase was, like, literally fighting for his life. And Val came in and told him everything he knows. And, you know, Vale's happy that Chase is happy. But he's wondering why he wants this information on Frankie. And so Chase is just like, I'm in love with this. I'm in love with Frankie's daughter. Frankie did a lot of horrible shit to her and I need to get him back for that. And Val's just like, all right, here's the information that I have. And it's not really much that he has either. Basically that he just knows that he's on lockdown, that Frankie's on lockdown, no one's getting in or out of the casino, just things like that. But he does tell her about um the talk that he heard about um what's her name what's in there about the fed that is poking around and how her name is being thrown on the underground circuits and you know he he tells val tells chase he's just like she keeps on doing what she's doing and soon there's going to be a price on her head. And, you know, that's got to be hard for any um, oh, I wasn't going to say FBI agent. Anyone in a criminal justice field. Because if they work on these very high-powered case and they, yeah, they can make a whole lot of enemies. And and if they put a big timer away for some for for somehow if they if they put someone that's big time away what is a stop like any what is a stop any of like their i don't want to say followers but any of their comrades um from taking revenge and and taking out the the persons or the person or persons um who put them away i mean yeah you have to be extremely careful with this chase asks about jace and jace has made a bad name for assassins and val hates jace with a with a passion because Jay's had raped and murdered his sister. Garrett and Stone, they're kind of walking around and seeing all the new security improvements and they start talking about Kira. Now, Garrett is worried about Kira's mental state and just kind of how much more she can take and, and Stone's just like not understanding and he goes, there's a lot of things that had shaped Kira to be who she is now. One thing that really shaped her was the death of her mother. Um, and I think Garrett tells him that she had seen her mother murdered in front of her. So Kira has a new job that she's doing. 
And this is to steal something from the museum. Um, and while she's at the museum just doing some recon, she meets up with a former colleague of hers, Elliot. Now, Elliot is another thief. I cannot remember what his thief name is. And so she's getting ready after she has a little talk with Elliot, which they end up... Um, which they end up saying, I'm going to meet you at this place, but they do it all in code. So no one could decipher anything. Um, while she's walking out, she thinks she sees Bambi. Now, Bambi should not still be in the state of Nevada. She was told to leave the state or just leave town. I cannot remember which one they said, but she's not supposed to be anywhere near any of them and so with Kira finds it very very suspicious that she's seeing Bambi but she's just like you know what I'm just paranoid it's probably someone that somewhat looks like her I don't have to deal with this it's 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 nothing so she kind of just like puts it out of her mind with the old ladies and and some of the patch members because they think that she's the reason why shit started to go really fucking sideways with the Alloy Kings and Jace. She's just like, you brought them to it. What they don't know is that the Alloy Kings are working for the... I'm trying to think of their last name. Castorelli. No. Is it Castorelli? Mob? Or the Solus Mob? I don't think I said either one of those correctly. But they... What they don't know is that the Alloy Kings are working with the mob. They have no idea about that. That's kind of been like kept away from them for now. And she sees Brian there with the president of the Alloy Kings. So, you know, it's kind of, this is just kind of like a stakeout in a way. They're, she's there with Garrett. They're blending in with the crowd. They're just watching. Now, when she's doing the job at the museum, um, you remember she had made plans with with Elliot. So when it comes time for their meeting, they meet at their usual spot and he's just like, no one has seen Jace meet up with the Alloy Kings in a while. He go, he tells her that there have been whispers of the mob trying to expand, which isn't good, but he also has information on Chen and how he goes to a strip club every Saturday at 9 p.m. So I, I've learned this, which, you know, it's kind of hard to get out. Once you're in a routine of something, it's kind of hard to get out of the routine. But if you think that you were being followed for any reason at all, change up your routine. We get so used to doing the same things every day. Like for me, I know what time I have to leave for work. And I leave for work around that time every single day. 
And so that's my routine. My routine stays almost the same every day that I have to work. And so there are times where, yes, I will change it up just a little bit. But if you ever feel like you are being followed, please change up your routine. Don't do the same thing over and over again. Kira is now getting coffee with Abby. I mean, there's a lot of just jumping around that I'm doing in this, but it's for a reason. Now, while getting coffee with Abby, they do actually see Bambi. Now, Bambi is with like four or five other guys and they come over. They're just like, Cassie told us that you're stalking her. First of all, false. So Kira's just like, you can believe whatever Cassie tells you, but you know, she's lying. It's all a lie. And we're leaving at the compound. They're talking about this drop that they're going to get. So what they're going to do is they're going to do an actual drop, but then they're going to do a decoy drop. And this is so the Alloy King members will go to the decoy drop. So then the aces are able to do their actual drop. It sounds confusing, but it makes sense. It really does. So at the decoy drop, you've got stone, chase, Kira, and then two other members of the Aces. And I cannot remember their names right now. And, you know, everything goes off without a hitch. So the Alloy Kings, like three, I don't, I can't remember if they said it was three people or three vehicles. They go to the decoy drop. And from there, um, they get into their vehicles and they go and then they start driving away and the ally kings follow them until they can't follow anymore so they're going over like desert road and i guess there's a lot of bumps and and everything i don't know i've never seen the desert except for on tv and movies so i have no idea what the desert really looks like so Kira tells the guys that she has a plan to extract information from Brian Chen. So she's going to do that at the strip club. None of the guys like that. She's plans on going in alone. So she's just like, well, Chase is going to come with me. Then Garrett's just like, I'm going to go with you. And I'll actually be in the room with you when you talk to Brian. And Chase will be on the floor to keep an eye on anything. Which I think that's really smart to do. So then... If anything does go wrong, you have more than one way of what you can do to get out of there. And so they start planning a little bit of what they're going to do with the Alloy Kings, but they don't have anything set in stone just yet. Now, while they're still planning, so they're a small part of their plan right now is to blow up the alloy king's compound but in order for them to do that they have to do recon first now during this recon um the guys that are that are on the stakeout are taking napkins and drawing out kind of where everything is and Kira also has blueprints so when when they're done with the stakeout and they come back she's looking at the blueprints and then she's looking at the drawing she goes okay this building here that you drew on this napkin does not match up to the building that is on this blueprint. There's something else here. And they're just like, well, how do you know? She goes, I've had to 
look at dimensions of things beforehand and how you drew it. It does not match up at all to how it is on this blueprint. So something's different. Which makes me wonder, because Stone is the one who got all the blueprints. And how, I'm wondering how he got them now. While everyone is at the compound, they don't know that Jace is actually breaking into their house. And he's walking around. He's looking at everything. He grabs a pair of Kira's underwear. And it's a used pair of underwear. And puts it, puts it in her pocket. Which, she, which when she finds out later, she starts laughing. Because she's just like, dude, for the last however long... Um, you've been rubbing uh, carrots cum all over your face, which it's funny and gross. I don't know which is I don't know which is more. Um. Anyway, so he had a hacker get into their security system, so then it just shows on a loop, so it doesn't show that he actually was in there at all, and he finds her plans of going after Frankie, and he is you know, a little stunned to see how much information she actually has. But we find out that Bambi is working for Jace. So when Kara finally gets home, she has this deja vu feeling of someone's in her house, but she can't find anything. And she's not really seeing anything on security cameras, but she has this feeling that someone was there. So she's having Jace look through it, and then if they can't, if he can't find anything, they're gonna send it to a hacker friend. Be just like, look through this, see if there's anything different, and and just things like that. Later that night, Kira and Chase they go to the strip club that they're going to meet Brian. That they're going to go after Brian Chana and. You know, they're just going for recon purposes. But, you know, it. Kira is not used to women being all over Chase. And, you know, she, she's jealous. And on their way back, she shows this jealousy. So they start making out. They start, they pull, well, the, first they pull off to the side of the road. They start making out. They start, um, they start having sex. But then... This is when we first meet Kira. Now, Kira... I mean, he is another person in a way. So, we find out that Chase has DID. Disassociative Identity Disorder. Now, DID used to be called Multiple Personality, so, uh, multiple personality Disorder. Now... There have been some movies um, that have been made that show characters with did. Um, movies such as Identity, Sybil, Split. Um, and I looked up what the definition of having did is, and that is having two or more personalities in a person. And, and, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Split. I have, and I don't know how true it is to um, the movie version of it, how it is in real life, but I'm wondering if, like, like 
with I'm trying to think of a good way to to put this or think of any way to put this. But I'm wondering if like in, in if you've seen the movie Split, you see that, you know, not only like when James McAvoy plays the main character, um, who has did, and like you see his body go through slight little changes when he goes from personality to personality um straighter like like his body moves differently between people and so with when you see chase and and cure um you notice a difference right away between them so chase is this happy-go-lucky very manic um, person where where Kier is this super serious never smiles just hates people person like he is he is the one that comes out on the assassin jobs and, and so Kier doesn't like to interact with others at all so he rarely comes out but I don't know how true this is with others um, that have did. Um, but at all times, both of them know what's going on, either with one that is dormant and not. So Kira, Brooks, Chase, Nate, Garrett, and Stone, they're all going over what they found while doing the recon and in Kira has a plan slowly come into her head. So she asked Stone, do you have any friends that are on the force? And he's just like, yeah. And he gets a little suspicious and she's just like, I have an idea. So this is her idea. She's going to set the Alloy Kings up for a big drop. And what merch are they going to use for this big drop? Why, it's the stuff that they stole from them in the last book. All the drugs and guns, unless that was the beginning of this book. I don't remember. I think it was the beginning of this book. I should know. I just talked about it. Um, so if they set them up for that, that'd mean minimal people on the compound. So their compound does not house... The old ladies, it does not house um, hanger-ons. Um, so it'd just be a minimal amount of more of possibly just um, uh, prospects and a couple patch holders. And when the cops arrest them with all the guns and drugs that they would find the alloy kings in possession of i mean they would go away for life there's no way they'd be able to get out before they die with with the amount of evidence and then what they would do once they get to the compound is tell all the other members that are there they have two choices die or take off their take off their cuts 
and leave the state. And then they would blow up the compound. That is a plan. And it's a very good plan. Because here's the thing. The ACEs are taking the least amount of risk in this. Because why would you risk multiple deaths when you could just take them out very silently? So Stone talks to the cop that he knows, and they were both army rangers together. And, and you know, this cop, he doesn't understand why Stone didn't go into law enforcement. He's just like, you know why I can't. So Stone was charged with an assault that made him honorably discharged from the army. And with that on his record, he would never have been able to be able to go into law enforcement. So the plan goes off without a hitch, with 50 to 60 members of the Alloy Kings being arrested uh, while at the compound, while at their compound, two or three members are shot and killed, while about seven to ten members agree to leave the state and never come back, leaving their cuts, and then the aces blow up the entire compound. Now, during all this, the guys notice a change in Chase. Now, Chase, uh, uh, Kier has, like, never come up with any of the guys. And it's not that it's a secret, per se, but here's my question. How do you bring that up? Do you just go up to someone and shake their hand and go, hi, I have did. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how that comes up in conversation and, and, and how you address this. I, I don't know. And, you know, it, it, none of them like it. The guys are, are very weary of Chase and Kier now knowing, knowing it all. Once everyone's back in the house, Garrett's on edge. And that is because now that they've finally taken care of the Alloy Kings, he can finally tell the guys why Kira is gunning after Frankie so hard. Chase knows what's going on. He was actually the one who found the video. Garrett has known for years. So what... What they show Stone and Brooks is a video of Kira when she's around 15 or 16 in a room with a bed. She's in lingerie and a man comes in that is old enough to be her father. From here, you can guess what is going on. Frankie had used Kira as one of his main... Um, I don't know. Um, so Frankie had used Kira on his dark web porn site. This had started when she was seven and ended when she finally turned 18 and was able to leave Frankie's. The guys are disgusted and horrified and angry. Kira sees this and is thrown into a PTSD attack that lasts for 24 hours. We also find out this was the reason 
her mother was killed. So her mom did not want her to be used like this at all. Frankie doesn't like being told no. So he took out the obstacle that was in the way. So we also find out that, um, that her mom was killed by a sniper and she was in the sniper nest with the sniper when her mom was taken out. So Kier's after this PTSD attack, she is slowly coming back to herself. Like she, she feels vulnerable. She feels on edge and she doesn't like this feeling of not being in control. So she does what she does to get into control, which is a job. So they're going to get information from Brian Chen and they do. They, they see if he can flip, and he flips so easily. He tells them that he doesn't know what Frankie's doing on lockdown, but knows about a meeting that he's having in the desert, and they give the, and he gives them the coordinates to it. Before she leaves, she does threaten Brian, like, if you tell anyone about this, I will kill you. This dude is scared shitless and he is just like I'll do anything you say so after the meeting they go back to the bank and they get more weapons and some long range listening devices and they find out that this meeting is basically like a merger between Frankie's mob and the shadow skulls which is a an extremely deadly MC So Frankie's planning on expanding out west to get more territory and in turn more money. So Kira's had a long day. She's got a headache. She stops at a convenience store. She grabs some headache medicine real quick before going back to the house. And when she walks into her house, the first thing that she sees is Jace is there. So they start fighting to start struggling so stone comes home not too long afterwards it's like five ten minutes after she gets home and when he walks in he finds cure up against a wall with jace choking her so he goes and he tackles him they start fighting chase gets a few rib kicks in he's jace gets up he starts to run away and cure is able to shoot him i think it's on the shoulder that she's able to shoot him Kira then, um, later on, she finds out about, hey, Brian Chen's about to take a smoke break. Smoke break. She calls up Chase and be just like, do you want to go and do this with me? He's just like, fuck yeah. So they go and she wants to see if he can get her, if she can get him to like really turn. And he does. And he gives, um, he gives him a file that Frankie has on Jace. Now at home, the she has the FBI on her doorstep yet again, asking, oh, like like wanting her to go down to the station with her and to ask some questions. And she said, they're just like, why are we at your father's casino? Like if I wanted to go to Vegas, I'd have to drive like seven hours to get there. And unfortunately, my father's the closest casino and I didn't really want to be there but you know I've wanted to blow off some steam pay use some money whatnot and 
Um, they also ask her about the new bruising that she has. And she makes up these lies where she's just like, I deserve an Oscar for all the shit that I was spewing. So Kira, she, after like a couple days after this, she goes, she does go back to the casino to see if she can get any more information about like how everything's run and, and, and just, just, just doing some recon. So she's there about two hours. She's getting ready to leave. And unfortunately she is found out. Um, she does have a disguise on. She has all of her tattoos covered. But her former bodyguard realizes who she is and is trying to detain her. But she's able to get away. So she drives back to the compound. Like, she's hurrying up to get back there. But at the compound, Stone is given has, is given something that shows Kira meeting with, with Brian Chen at the casino what he doesn't see is that chase is there as well and so he's just like she's double crossing us and all this other stuff blah 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 like he gets everyone to turn on her so she gets there she's trying to tell him look guys i've made a mistake i got found out um and all this but before she can get a word in like she finds out that they all turned on her and she's and she's trying to explain herself but they're just not listening so she's just like fine fuck you guys and leaves Chase hears about this and this is when Kira comes out and he's just like, I will kill every single fucking one of you. Did you even try to listen to her? Did you even try to hear what she had to say? Did you know that I was there with her? That we got information on Jace because he is becoming too big of a fucking threat. Did you hear any of that? And the guys realize, oh guys, we really fucked up. But by the time they get back to the house, she's gone. There's just one note that says goodbye. And Frankie gives Jace permission to go to Europe to find Kira and kill Chase. And that is the end of book two. And this book... There's so much information that comes at you. I mean, yeah, you're one enemy down now, but then you've got this bigger enemy to go and and to find out that they are trying to broaden their reach. I mean, it's not good. Already, Frankie's been getting away with all this, all this, horrible shit for 20 plus years and I I think even if the FBI could they don't have enough evidence to be able to put Frankie away and and what the guys did I mean yes the photos looked bad But after they find out what Frankie did to her as a kid, do you really think she would go back to him? Like, you have to, like, really just, like, guys, use your fucking brains. That's what they're there for. Don't just 
take your own insecurities and put that on someone else. That's not fucking fair. It's, it, you know, it's, it's frustrating to read this. You see, you see these characters come together. You see them start to make progress. And then one of them gets this idea of how they're betraying, how, how one of them's betraying all the others. And they get all the others to turn on the one that they think is betraying everyone. And then everyone's like 20 fucking steps behind. It's, it's, oh, it's frustrating. And, and. And we'll learn why Stone has the issues that he does with trust in the next book. We'll learn that. But I don't think it's fair for Chase to... Not Chase. For Stone to put his insecurities on everyone else. That's not fair. He's making a decision for the entire fucking group. When they don't have all the information. And I don't think he wants to find the information either. I, I truthfully don't. Because I think Stone is just so set in his ways. That he doesn't want anything or anyone new. He wants everything to stay where it's at. Because he can trust how everything's working right now. Which he really shouldn't saying is that they've already had one traitor. Who's to say they're not going to have any more in the group? But, you know. Um, yeah, so that's all I got for you guys this week. Jeez. Um, it's a lot. It, it was a lot. Um, so, you guys can find me on um, social media, on Instagram and Twitter at not your normal books podcast you guys can also email me at not your normal books at gmail.com any of your thoughts and feelings any uh, book suggestions really anything you guys want to email me about i'll take it um as always please rate subscribe and review every little bit helps other people find this podcast um that is it we'll be back next week for the third and final book of the series until then goodbye